check. One, two, check. Is this thing even fucking on? Welcome to the Unfuck Your Mind podcast. I am your host, Amanda Steele, and I am going to be chatting with you about everything from infidelity and blending families, how I rediscovered my authentic self, being a mom and ditching all the security I had to create a life I never wanted to vacation from. I'm going to talk with some incredible women about their journeys through womanhood, and I'm going to be weaving in questions and tools that will help you begin to unfuck your own mind. I would love to help you rediscover your imagination and find joy again. I'm going to get vulnerable and share some personal stories of my past that have helped me come back to my rooted self. Also, this is your warning. This podcast is going to be spicy. I'm going to cuss and maybe even say things that trigger you. I'm not everyone's cup of tea. My mission for this podcast is to help women feel aligned with their desires connected with community and empowered to share their stories. Are you ready? Amazing. Let's fucking dive in. What's up family? How are you? How am I? (laughs) Well, I am recording this podcast on the day before spring and I have to say, That in true cyclical fashion, I am feeling like I am starting to come out of the darkness of winter and that the vision for the next six-ish months is becoming clear. The path forward is becoming clear and I say this even though over the last couple of days we have had quite a bit of snowfall where I live in Ontario and spring is looking a little further away than it did when we were in January. Anyways, I am super fucking pumped though right now about the new membership I'm getting ready to launch called Unfucked On Demand. I think this is the first type of membership of its kind. The waiting list for the Founders Club is open. So if you are listening to this and you are interested, reach out to me on Instagram and send me your email address and I will send you an application to fill out and see if we would be a good fit to work together. Because let me be very clear, in this membership, there is no room for those who aren't able to hear the unedited truth about the stories you are telling yourself. I'm also getting shit together this week because Pete and I are heading out next week for five days in Alberta, and we're going to attend Kid Carson's event out there, and I am super excited to support him and my favorite business coach, Sarah Swain. It is going to be an amazing event. So if you do live out in Alberta, make your way to Kid Carson's event. Let me know. I can send you a link to get you tickets. Pete and I are also going to spend a couple of days, extra days out there and go and visit Banff and just take in all the mountain energy that Banff and Canmore have to offer. Okay, here is what we are going to be chatting about. I have been getting a ton of DMs recently and I've been having a variety of conversations with people in there. And so we, there is a couple of topics that have been um, repeated and I would like to go over a few of them with you. So the first one is that there isn't a hierarchy to thoughts and feelings. 
And I actually don't even like using the term negative emotions because it insinuates that there is positive emotions or good emotions to have, and then bad emotions to have. When the reality is that all emotions are valid. Listen, I think most of us can say that once in a while, when one of those negative situations pop up, it can feel really good to have a cry over something when you need to grieve it or you're missing it. Just like feeling excited about something positive can feel like anxiety because the physiological symptoms in your body are very similar. It's just the frame you put on it, the story you tell yourself that is different. So I don't really love the whole negative, positive emotion dichotomy, but it is useful to show my clients why they are reacting a certain way to certain emotions. But at the root of it all, there is no hierarchy of emotions and no hierarchy of thoughts, which means there aren't some thoughts that are objectively better than others. And because we talk about trying to believe thoughts that are more useful to us or thoughts that are more self-compassionate, or if you are familiar with a process called a thought ladder, where you put your goal thought at the top of the ladder and then practice thoughts, to help you get there, you can kind of unconsciously believe that the goal thought is the better thought or the thought we can't believe yet is the better thought. And that when we finally get there, then we can be happy forever. You know, it seems like one of our greatest abilities as humans is to attach this idea of pure unadulterated happiness to anywhere we are in our lives. It's unbelievable how often we do it. And that's not how our brain works because life is 50-50. So there is nothing inherently better about certain thoughts than others in some kind of objective or moral sense. And you aren't a better person based on whether you are thinking the best thoughts or not. If you have a goal thought that you are working on to believe and you achieve it, it's awesome to give yourself a high five and celebrate your accomplishment. But it's not like you've now arrived and that you now feel better than where you were. And even if you get to a thought that you didn't think you could believe before, it's super cool that you got there and you can celebrate that. You may find that now you can say, Oh, now I can see where the next thought I want to get to is. No matter what, life is still going to be 50-50 when you get there. So there is no hierarchy of thoughts. And it's not better or worse to be at the top of the thought ladder or the bottom of the thought ladder. There is no hierarchy of emotions either. Some emotions are not better than others right? No feeling is better or worse than another. We have such stories about different feelings that we don't want to feel anxiety because it feels bad, or we don't want to feel jealousy because it makes us a bad person, or we don't want to feel anger because we taught ourselves that anger isn't useful, or we don't want to feel this emotion because it isn't healthy. There is no hierarchy to emotions. There are just physical states in our body. 
That would be like saying that thirst is morally better than hunger or that having to pee is morally better than having to sneeze. They are just different physical sensations in your body. It's the story or the words you wrap around the sensation that make them different. So if you can release that hierarchy belief, it's going to really open up, open you up to whatever is coming into your mind and into your body and your thoughts and your feelings without this sort of meta narrative about it. So understanding that the lack of a hierarchy and the equality of all thoughts and feelings will sort of take you out of this practice that we get into about evaluating and judging our own thought work and our own emotional life. Another conversation I've been having with my clients right now is that we tend to make it very complicated for ourselves when we are sabotaging ourselves or not making a decision or not trying to take risks, you know, not doing something that we think we want to do. I think we tend to mystify this and make it feel more complicated in some mysterious psychological way. Often, I see people share this Marianne Williamson quote, Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. I don't feel like that is quite true. I mean, I do think that some of us have a fear about being big and being great and being seen. It's not that that's not sometimes the case, but generally what we're afraid of is actually the mean shit we are going to say to ourselves. But we like to make it mysterious. It's like I mentored someone who was afraid to leave a marriage and another woman who was afraid to start their business, and on and on, and whatever reasons of these things we are afraid to do, and when we tell ourselves the lie that maybe I'm just afraid of my own greatness, then we don't know what to do. But actually, when I go through and mentor someone like that, and we talk it through, what it turns out to be is, I don't want to start my business because I'm afraid I will fail and I will tell myself that I can't succeed as an entrepreneur. I don't want to leave my marriage because I'm afraid if I do, at some point, I'm going to feel bad. And then I'm going to tell myself that I shouldn't have left my marriage and I made a mistake. We are actually just afraid of the mean shit we are going to say to ourselves over and over again. So if there's anything in your life where you are having trouble making a decision or following through on a decision or having trouble taking action, don't make it mystical or confusing to yourself. Just ask yourself, what are you afraid you will feel? And what will you be thinking that would cause that feeling. That's all you're afraid of. And in my experience, it is like 98% of the time, you are just afraid of the mean shit you are going to say to yourself. So we end up staying stagnant 
in our lives for years to avoid to avoid our uncontrolled mind saying something mean to ourselves when in fact we have to be the ones to take control of that and decide ahead of time what to think instead right so when we are stuck in that decision making paralysis it's because we want to try and think our way to a plan that will guarantee that we will have the thoughts and feelings that we want. But what I always tell my clients is that there are no actions that you can figure out that will give you a money back guarantee that you will only have thoughts and feelings you want to have in the future. You cannot come up with a set of actions that will pre-bind to your future mind to be nice to you. That's what we do though, because we think that our thoughts and feelings are determined by our actions and our circumstances. So if I'm agonizing about whether or not to leave a relationship, I think about it over and over and over again in all different ways, looking for the decision and rationale that I can believe right now is so true that I can trust that my future brain will never have a regretful thought about it. But there's no such thing. There's no set of actions that you can brainstorm now that will control your future brain. It's like we want to find something that will be like a legally binding contract so that our future brain won't be mean to us or won't say that it regrets it or won't say that we made a mistake. And that's just not possible. That's why we get stuck thinking over and over, trying to manipulate situations, trying to come up with different solutions, circling around and around. We're waiting to feel certain that our brain will not shit talk us in the future. But 100% your brain is going to. Like, have you met your brain? It's definitely going to say some shit. And so what you need to do on purpose ahead of time, what you're going to say when you, is what you're going to say when your brain does that. So like, yeah, I'm going to decide to leave this relationship or stay, whatever the decision is. And when my brain says X, Y, Z in the future, here's how I'm going to respond to myself. And here's what I'm going to start practice thinking now to decrease the possibility that my brain just offers me some mean thoughts in the future and I believe them. So if you're agonizing over any kind of decision, there is no solution you can get to to ensure your brain won't say some mean shit in the future. The only thing you can do is practice ahead of time what you want to believe in the future and plan to be nice to yourself if your brain does say some shit anyway. That's the part you can tr control is managing your own mind. So because we are so afraid of what our brain is going to say, we actually end up refraining from setting goals at all. We don't set goals. So that we won't feel bad if we don't achieve it. So for example, you're like, 
I'm not going to set a goal to sell a painting for a thousand dollars because I don't want to feel bad if that doesn't happen. Meanwhile, you're already making a decision that makes it guaranteed it won't happen. So the circumstance and the result you are producing are the same. No painting sold, but because you are doing it to yourself and not even trying, you somehow believe that you will feel better than if you were to try and fail. So you're already not trying. You're already not achieving. You already feel bad because you beat yourself up for not trying. So you're already not trying and you're already not managing your mind. If you decide to try and you decide to manage your mind, you might actually get to achieve it. And if you don't, you will still be able to manage your mind better than you are now. So this thing we do where we avoid setting goals and we avoid going after what we want so that we won't feel bad if we don't achieve it makes no sense. Because when we do that, we are already achieving it. We're like, I don't want to feel bad if I don't sell a painting, so I won't try. So you're already not selling a painting. And in fact, you're not selling a painting in a way where the only possible outcome is to continue not selling a painting. If you actually try to sell a painting, the potential upside is that you actually do it. And the only downside is that you think you will be meaner to yourself if you try and fail than if you don't try at all. And that's what is completely backwards. Our unmanaged mind will be meaner to us if we try and fail than if we don't try at all. So we have to decide, I'm going to be nice to myself if I try and fail. So it is more worth it to me if I try and fail. I'm going to decide on purpose what to think about that. Your goals don't cause your feelings. Not setting a goal doesn't cause a feeling and setting a goal doesn't cause a feeling. Achieving a goal doesn't cause a feeling and failing to achieve a goal doesn't cause a feeling. Your goals don't cause your feelings, whether they exist or not, or whether you reach them or not. What causes your feelings are the thoughts about your goal and about your quote unquote success or failure. So rather than telling yourself, I'm going to be mean to myself if I try, so I won't try. And by the way, I'll be mean to myself if I don't try also. So I'm going to be mean to myself either way. You can decide I'm willing to try and I'm going to be nice to myself along the way. And that is what is going to change my experience, whether I achieve the goal or not. And that's all you're looking for anyways, is the belief in yourself and positive self-regard whether or not you achieve the goal at all. All right, my friends, those are the conversations I've been having over the last couple of weeks inside my DMs. So if you don't follow me on Instagram, 
click the link in my page to my page in the show notes. And don't be afraid to pop into my DMs. I love chatting in there and offering up some mentoring. Also, keep your eyes peeled for Unfucked On Demand. It will be opening in April. And if you're thinking you would like to be part of the Founders Club, which if you are, you get a 76% discount for buying in early, shoot me a DM. Well, that's all I have for now. Please subscribe if you are enjoying what I have to share here and leave me a review. Take a pic of you tuning into my podcast and share it in your stories and I will be sure to share back in my stories. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And until next time, go out there and be fucking awesome.